Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. So we all watched The Judge together. I don't know. That's we it. Did. That's the end of the story. Look, it's, <laughs> it was really, uh, it was your first time, Tom. Uh-huh. Me and Abe sort of ushered you into The Judge. The Judgedom. And mm-hmm. I think, I just think it was a magical uh, evening that we had. We did have a magical evening. Away from streams, away from our problems. Mm-hmm. Just us and The Judge. Just us and The Judge. Mm-hmm. Robert Duvall's The Judge. Mm-hmm. Yep, everything laid bare for the uh, the judging eyes of the judge. I just got, like, bathed, got washed in the glow mm-hmm. of every moment of that film. It opens, it, op- it opens with, with, with Robert Downey Jr. peeing on David Crumholtz in a bathroom. Yep. Mm, fuck me up, judge. Has a what bizarre a subplot about Robert Downey Jr. possibly fucking his daughter. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. I won't spoil the judge. Uh, but yeah, that's Don't a subplot. Don't you dare spoil <laughs> the judge. Robert Downey Jr. has to figure out if he fucked his daughter mm-hmm. in the judge. In the judge. Yep. Yep. That <gasps> plot wrinkle that comes movie. about two thirds of the way through the movie, and it is not yeah. necessary or expected in any way. That's, that. That's the C plot. That's. Ju- <laughs> <laughs> that is plot number three. Oh man! Um, yeah, just a little old boy on the side. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, it's the judge. Anything <laughs> oh, yeah. goes. Anything Who goes. Knows. Um. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. Sure, we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. Who and now is with us today? Oh, yes. I am Abe Epperson, the Abe Hi, Epperson Abe. of the podcast. Hey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the internet's Abe, Abe Epperson. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kuga. That's how I intro myself from now on. Yeah, this no, for sure. Time. That's just, yeah, that's the cool mm-hmm. guy, Abe Epperson. That's mm-hmm. cool guy. How you been, Abe? Good. Have you seen any movies lately? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched The Judge. I watched Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, a Harry Potter. Which one? Uh, the Half Blood Prince. When you say a Harry Potter, it sounds like ah, we got a Harry Potter over here. Like it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you're right. It's, it sounds different. It sounds like a Harry, a Harry guy, like a Harry who, who's Potter. A Potter, like a yeah, a Harry Potter occupation Potter. Yeah, not yeah, a yeah, Harry yeah. Potter. Mm-hmm. A Harry Potter. A here suit Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, I watched it. Uh, for my, you know, podcasts. <laughs> podcasts. Uh, you do podcasts. Life. Fuck my life. Yeah, it's great. 
Okay. I'm here. I'm here for you. Yeah, you are. Thanks for being on. I'm hyped. We dude. asked you like we asked you like today. I know. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll podcast all day. Yeah, you will. I'm hype. I'm hype as fuck. I just Good. did yeah. like 18 lines of cocaine. I'm ready. <laughs> oh yeah, the judge. Uh, the judge. How many lines of cocaine listening. is the judge equivalent to? It's got to be like 30, right? Yeah, it's yeah. probably yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, as soon as 40. we were done watching the movie, I just I ran laps around my neighborhood for three hours. Oh yeah, just yeah, get a good run in. Just <laughs> just howling the judge into the night sky. At One a.m. Yeah, yep. I wrote a screenplay. <laughs> Stage wrote- four cancer. <laughs> I robbed my family. Mm-hmm. Like I did all. You, yeah, you I was, robbed your family. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, the judge. I need to. I need to get my. I need to get more money so I can watch the judge more. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I yeah, my no, no, more, more more home invasions need to be committed in the name of the judge. Just uh-huh. just front kicking a door open and being like, the judge. Give me your judge, money. Like, give me your money, family. <laughs> yes. Dave, welcome. Give me your money. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Woo! I watched the judge. Uh, what a fucking Great film. picture. Yeah. Um, we got some producers we should name. Yeah, oh. we got a few new new ones. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, Ramon. R- Ramon? Ramon. Ramon, probably. Come you on, man. fucking knob. Belcom. <laughs> Ramon Belcom. It's a cool name. Yeah, no, it is pretty sweet. Yeah. Not when you say it. <laughs> say thank like, you for your support. Uh, Ram- Ramon, thank you. No, thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah. We appreciate you. I have a feeling they're not going to be a producer next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I ask the them if there's a name they want to go by. This is one of those people. I always feel weird about this because I message people and I say, do you want a specific name for your shout out? Right. If they don't reply, then I'm just going to say the name that was listed. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I hope Ramon doesn't mind that. I mean, that's uh, and reasonable. I, and sure. I thank him. Who yeah, can say? You. Uh, this also was just this person's natural name, Down Home Chicken. Ooh. Thank you. Also <laughs> added, insert chicken sound. Oh, you did it. I did it, yeah. Okay. It's not singing. I can do it without really extending ah. that much effort. Yeah. Uh, also, thank you to Julia uh, Dorner. Thank you very much. Indeed. Our new producers. Thank you. Yeah, new producers all around. You guys are, you guys are aces. Mm-hmm. Bunch of aces. Mm. Um, thank mm. you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you, Han. Uh, uh, thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Joe, uh, who I think actually left the producer tier to open it up for other people. But I'm thanking Joe anyway because I forgot. Sure. To get yeah. No. Rid that's that's that makes sense. Yeah. Uh huh. Thank you to Happy Ed. Thank you. Uh, you you sound terrifying. You sound. It sounds like a, I don't know. It's a guy who works at a, like a garage that you don't want to talk to. Yeah, yeah that's why uh, they call him Happy Ed, or else he flips out. Yeah, exactly. I'm so Thank happy. you to the the guy with the head. Thank you. I don't know who you think you're fooling, but sure. Yeah, you. Yeah, you have a head. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, you want to take over? I do. Uh, thank you to. I was born to stare. Thanks to Tiger Drawers. Pat, thank uh, you. Fuck, Tiger Drawers. Pratt Thompson, uh, raindrops keep falling on my head. I'm not oh, singing that. You got it now. It's it's on you. That burden is yours now, Tom. Not singing Thanks it, to our no. new producers. Uh, no, you don't have to. I didn't either. My head. I did it. <laughs> there oh, you go. Abe did it. 
Uh, thanks to Chloe Rice. Thanks to Dan Thank you, Hackroyd. Chloe. Thanks to Thank the Kool Aid Man as a proud communist. Thank you, Kool Aid <laughs> Man. Thanks to Guy yeah. with a long name. Thank Ooh. you. Thanks to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thanks wow. to Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Oh, wow. yes. Thanks. Thanks to Pete Vorpagel. Thank and you, Pete. thanks to Glitterus. Glitterus! Woo! Producers! All oh. right, let's get into trailers. How about that? Right. How about we hey. do that? I was, I was thinking we'd dick around for some more time. No, yeah, no, I think can... we should probably talk about trailers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First I'm just trailer. feeling <laughs> staying I'm feeling on task. Trailers. I don't yeah, know what it is. <laughs> uh, we can do a quick review of The Judge. Um, okay, first, first trailer is WandaVision. This yes. is like the first one that seems to show, like this gives me the most idea of what the fuck this is, what's happening. Right. right. Well, it was it was a little like you could get the sense from the early images and stuff that it was like, oh, they're in some kind of weird Pleasantville reality. Like they're trapped right. in something. It's, a, it's some sort of Twilight Zone. But yes. like this, they they recognize that Vision is dead in this, which is significant. Yes. I'm sorry. I, this, it's all very clear to me unless I always with Marvel stuff because I don't I'm not a Marvel boy. I never marveled. And, yep. uh, you know, until the movies, of course. Um this is all Scarlet Witch maintaining the mind of Vision, and like she created this prison, right? Is that uh, so he's like clear? in a computer? Most he's, likely, this is like, like she um, warps reality and shit, right? Yes, uh, this is a storyline. Fuck, they're probably screaming at me. House of M? Is that what this one is? Uh, this is very, very similar to a storyline in which <laughs> yeah, in which uh, Wanda is essentially the villain, um, and she's presenting this alternate I think reality she's that like everybody's fractured, trapped in. Mm-hmm. Right? She's fucked up, and yeah, she right. can't deal, and so it's her dealing, and the way that she deals having superpowers is create a like bubble universe where he's still alive, and she. She's created Pleasantville, essentially, a, a TV situation. See, That's clear. Not, that seems obvious to me. Am I crazy? I, okay, well, the, my guess was actually the opposite, but now knowing that there's a comic version, you're probably right. I was figuring that it is v- Vision is in some sort of computer or in some sort of mm. stasis because of, like, you know, he didn't quite die. Yeah, he's out there, and so he's the real one and she is not. But it makes more sense that Vision is just dead. He's he went straight to hell. For and limited, Wanda yeah. is doing right. Um, He's riding in robot hell, as we yeah. all know. My yeah, TV Spidey sense goes, "Hey, this is clear. Like TV is all about characters and the emotions felt between characters. Um, so that's what I don't know how long this run is, but I assume based off the star power they have in it, it's going to be like a limited series, right?" Um, I assume probably. I can't yeah. imagine it's got more than three seasons in it. Um, my guess is it's got one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I know it's supposed to connect to uh, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, multiverse of Madness. <clears throat> yeah, so I assume that if you're going to go through TV roles where it's like, let's think of a like a limited series, like, you know, kind of, like, here's a high concept and it pays off, but you're going to get a lot of, like, most of the arc is going to be emotionally charged. There's nothing more charged than, like, I don't know, grief uh, and, yeah. like, yeah. dealing with that. That's, like, a huge, great footnote to the end of, um, you know, that phase one or whatever it was called. Uh, the, you know, the the phases, the first iteration, the whatever we've mm-hmm. experienced up to now with the MCU. We're in three phases. We're so that's, phase my, three. that's my spidey sense. 
No, I think you're right. It, the thing that threw me off is she also seems confused about where she is. Right. Uh, which is right. why I thought I thought she wasn't in control. Like, it was a reality that neither of them were really... In House of M, it's, it's that it's... it's like what you were saying earlier that she's fractured and that she doesn't want to accept what the reality is. Yeah. Okay. So she isn't in control. That would make sense. She, to me. she is, she is and she isn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She manifested the world, but <clears throat> she can't keep it controlled. And so once it starts breaking, so first episode is going to clearly like, be uh, like, everything is, we're going to have fun and games with Pleasantville. And then at the end, it's like someone's going to like disappear or something horrifying is going to happen. And she's probably going to be like, oh, fuck, you right. know, like, and that's episode two. You know, here we go. It's uh, it's like if a teenage boy recreated his dead father in a computer to go fishing <clears throat> to deal with that grief. It's a lot like that. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are mm-hmm. you talking about uh, the smash hit Serenity? I am. No, I, be- I believe he's talking about the smash hit, the judge. They really did. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense vision. that you bring that film up, given that you made me watch it, Dave. And I didn't forgive you, Dave. We watched it. It was an experience for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, for Dave. Abe, did you see Cy Abelman in the trailer? Unless I'm mistaken. <laughs> yes, I I'm did. Pre- pretty sure yes, that was Cy And he's. He's doing a very serious man kind of thing where he's like slapping on the table. He's like, right. I just don't understand. <laughs> it's, right. It's it is just very like, Coen uh, Brothers. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, what's going on? He's just losing his shit for no reason. I love that. Yeah. And it, which is great. hilarious because like, yeah, in a serious man, he's like the epitome of calm and mm. then just loses his shit the second that someone asks him a question about like, well, maybe not that. Oh, fuck. So it's, it's great. It's great. I love that casting 100%. There's a lot of good people, it looks like, in this. I'm yeah. excited as I am excited about Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. They got a lot of good people at the helm, obviously. Uh, the two main actors kill it. They have been killing it for years. I'm excited. I always have thoughts about our you know Marvel overlords. Who's making this? Disney Plus. Um, I don't know who the showrunner or anything is, but I do like I appreciate how fucking weird this is. I do like that. Yeah. I yeah. liked it when they did it with Legion and I like it even better now because it seems like Legion had like to deal with FX and they're like, Yeah, but how can we keep it like, you know, moving fast? Like, remember the shield? <laughs> you know, it's that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh and I don't know if it's it was on FXX or whatever the fuck that was, but I think this is going to have more of a, you know, well, the MCU is going to just kind of control what this is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They really, they really fucked over Vision. <clears throat> like, he was like four years old when he died, right? Like, he gets <laughs> created. He gets created. He doesn't do anything. And then he gets his head ripped out. Yep. And then that's it for him. Yeah. Yep. What an asshole. Um, yeah, and he died in horrible pain. He died twice. Yeah, <laughs> he died twice. What an <laughs> asshole! Mm-hmm. And he, and then and uh, and the only times that he actually had like time to live, he always knew there's an expiration date to the happiness, right. which is not was, a way to have happiness. You know, it's one of those things is that he's one of those characters, like Captain Marvel, where they they were just like we can't keep him around because he solves every problem. So let's stab him in the back 
and then like cripple him for most of the movie, one hundred percent, and then yeah. kill him, mm-hmm. just like, like they right. do with Wanda. Equally powerful, or I don't even know yeah. what the power tiers are, but like she's so powerful, powerful she could break any TV show, any movie. Yeah, yeah. She's so one they of the make her absolutely sure. like essentially tortured and yeah, like fractured and you know like she can't yeah. control her own power i mean they do that so many times how many times have they pulled that old book out for x-men so it's not like well yeah right but legion walks in and you know creates a pocket universe for everyone well if you can just do that it's there's no fun right i gotta watch legion yeah it's pretty right? cool i like that uh yeah i like that show for a time uh i like that it's david lynchian i like jermaine clement and it, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a good fucking yeah mix. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. there's songs. It's like all over the place. It's it's yeah. it's insane. No, yeah. um, all right, let's get to the main event. Yeah, sure. Uh, this is a Hubie Halloween. Hubie yeah. Halloween. Holy this is, shit! Uh, this one took me by surprise. Oh Adam yeah, Sandler. for sure. Yeah, this actually this trailer was out for a while. We just sort of like I think we protected ourselves mm-hmm. by it just was invisible. <laughs> Uh, we just, but yeah, it's uh, it's you know, Kevin James. It's the reg. It's the regular Happy Madison a, crew. Yep, single uh, shot of Ray Liotta. I mean, you're kind of burying the lead. <laughs> quick shot of Ray Liotta at the end. What? There's a quick shot of Ray. Liotta. I love. It's every Happy Madison thing. It's like comedian, comedian, mm. comedian. Here's Al Pacino, comedian, comedian. You're like, That's wait, true. what? Yeah. They love that shit. I they, mean, like <clears throat> Adam Sandler loves getting someone who's like. I may Doesn't be falling for it, but I do think this is not a normal... This doesn't feel like a normal Happy Madison vehicle t- type really? thing. It feels like it actually might be good. I think you're falling for it. I might be falling for it, but mm-hmm. the seriously, the trailer had me a Demon Steve Buscemi. <laughs> you know? Demon Steve Buscemi <laughs> is... Steve Buscemi. It's like, all, I'm uh, not... Where he's, he's like kisses that camera. Yeah. It's the... I've never like gone like, well, okay now. <laughs> Trailer, yeah. yes, please. That well, shit was amazing. Look, Abe, you'll be happy to know that this is the director of uh, Adam Sandler's stand-up special, as well as that Sandy a- Wexler, as well as uh-huh. The Do-Over, okay. as well as Movie 43, okay, so as well keeps- as Drillbit Taylor, keeps, as well uh, as Without a Paddle. As well as you Mr. Deeds, digging. as well as Little Nick. Have you gotten so, six feet yet? Because <laughs> bury me. So maybe, maybe not. But all I, this is a solid trailer. I, I, like this is a solid trailer. This is a very like this is what I think a trailer should be a little bit. Here um, I'm gonna give it one thing. Nope, okay. never mind. I'm not even gonna give it. You're that. not gonna give one the writer. Thing. The writer. I was like, oh, he did Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore with Adam Sandler and the Wedding Singer, and the Water Boy. And Little Nicky, and Mr. Deeds, and Grown Ups too. Yeah, yeah. And Pixel, and then it's like, oh, okay. So he's just he just does all the Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah, he just churns them out. Yeah. So speaking uh, of Waterboy, is this like a reimagining? There's something about Dubois is his character's name in this. Mm-hmm. Boucher is his name in well Waterboy, the, and they have the same kind of energy. Yeah, a little bit. He doesn't have the aggression that, that Bobby Boucher no, does. No, he doesn't. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you the thing I'm excited for, and maybe someone can... Do you guys remember, has Adam Sandler done a uh, movie that takes place in Massachusetts or New England? Why would I fucking know that, Dave? I have no, yeah, I have no idea, man. 
the reason I ask is because he he one of his greatest bits of all time, Mr. Tollbooth Willie, is welcoming <laughs> people into Worcester, Massachusetts in that. And okay. he's doing the Worcester accent. Uh-huh. And so that's it's like Boston Worcester. It feels like Adam Sandler would have done that stupid ass accent years ago, mm-hmm. which is why I ask. Because it's like, of course, he's doing like like in this, he's doing like some weird ass New England accent. Uh, and it takes place in Salem, Mass. <clears throat> yeah. And it's just like what it feels like he would have done that a long time ago. So I, I think, don't know. Not, I think I mean, he's, he's never done that. He's never done that vo- kind of voice before. <laughs> right. So, but it like comedy feels with like, like Boston guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think um, that that's another feather in the cap of this not being great. Uh, I understand that, but the cast is better than most of the time. Like. You got Keenan, yeah. you got Tim Meadows, you got Maya Rudolph, you got Ray Liotta. Uh, yep. You got Ray Liotta. There's like some people here. We, you have Ray Liotta for at least a second. We know that. <laughs> right. Yeah, He's for one shot. For yeah. We all picked it up like laser focus. I love that we all have like Ray Liotta sense. Yeah, I've <laughs> Just got like, Ray Liotta. Yeah. I was looking down and my head went immediately up and I caught the tail end of that shot, <laughs> even though it's it was like, like less than a second. I have that face scanning technology implanted into yeah. my brain, mm-hmm. but only for Ray Liotta. Only for Ray. Mm-hmm. Only so I can, for I can Ray. pick Ray Liotta out of any crowd anywhere in the world. <laughs> One of the reasons that I thought that this was a great trailer, and, you know, make up your own minds, uh... There is one moment that I was like, that's a solid joke, and I haven't seen this type of joke in a trailer in a long time, which is the one time where it's like it cuts. It's three solid shots of him walking into Paul Blart Beard Cop in his office, and uh, he has a chef hat in the first one, and he says something. He's like, get out of here, and then he has an eye patch, and he's like, get out of here, and then he just like kind of looks like a normal version of himself, and then Keenan says, sorry. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> like, right. That's a solid joke because it's, I can't, I don't know. I bit. just can't think of the last time I saw a legitimate edit joke in a trailer that wasn't just repeating the line in a funny way and then using the timing to make this me laugh. Is, this was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like a bit. Like, this probably won't be the iteration that is in the movie. Like, they're probably not going to run it as a, like a edit train like they did here. <laughs> but they found a way to make an edit joke in a trailer and i've not seen that in a very long time in trailers this is it's something that i'll give adam sandler as well as even like uh uh what's his name kevin james Mm -hmm. uh is that like it's like that every frame of painting thing about um edgar wright where edgar wright uses every part of the movie to make jokes Mm -hmm. so does adam sandler and he has for a while he doesn't do unless he's doing funny people he doesn't do like improv uh, comedy. He never changed with the times, yeah. which is both endearing and, uh, you know, I mean, a problem. I, I, it's a problem in some ways, but I will always be a fan of scripted comedy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's it's, it's a great anyway. thing. Yeah. And using multiple types of comedy, like slapstick yeah. Yeah, versus yeah. you know just word and so, jokes. You know, Sandler does that. I had a theory a while ago about his movies. And I, I don't know if it's true or not, is that Adam Sandler is one of those people who never changed. We just did. So we have like heavy nostalgia for his old movies, but the, it's all the same like juvenile stuff uh-huh. mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it never changed. Yeah, I think uh, that's fair. Yeah. And so like, you know, a bunch of like, 
like teenage us's or or like even preteen us if we saw this movie then we would be like oh this is so funny you know i i I, i've always suspected that i'm not sure if it's true or not i don't know it might it could very well be yeah because he's also made a lot of movies he's, at this he's point, made and it's like shitload of movies. At how this many point. jokes does the man have? His stand-up was a great. Did you you watch this? Yeah, his stand-up oh, yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah that this was, was the fantastic. best thing he's done in years. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we haven't mentioned that Michael Chiklis is in this. Did we mention that? We I did not. But he super fucking is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and also I I I appreciate Kevin James's mullet in this. Yeah. yeah. He is a mulleted, bearded cop, and that's a good look for Kevin James. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you think, I think we talked about this with Paul Blart. Like, you think he'll ever find his place in the world, I Kevin think, James? I think he did with what do you King, mean? King of Queens, man. He was on King of Queens oh, for like over a decade. Oh, I forgot about that. He's very yeah, successful. So he's rich. What do you mean? Yeah. A place just, in your world it, it, or a place in his world? Because guess what? He's killing it. Uh, <laughs> relative to us, if like yeah, financial yeah. success and popularity is a barometer, I'm not saying that's the important barometer. I'm just saying he's had success. I don't, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. He's he definitely has had success, but he's so he's he's so beige. Oh yeah, yeah. he's not, he hasn't like <clears throat> you're right. Yeah. He hasn't like broken out as like a singular comedic star like he had a successful sitcom yeah. and paul blart was a big success but he's not like he's not like a sandler or a jim carrey or something like that no he's not uh, yeah and that i mean he's, whatever not everybody is i'm not i'm not a fan <laughs> oh, of his yeah. movies but like what do you want from the guy yeah <laughs> i want him to play a, a nazi he did that uh, he, uh, yeah that, he so knows. luckily for me yeah so i do have to got, watch that it's. It sounds like you just are. You have an insatiable hunger for Kevin James. Yeah, like you here's need more James is. all the time. Well, Dave. I don't know because maybe not because after watching Paul Blart, which is a we talked about it, is a mean movie. Uh, it is. It is a has bad messages. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not rooting for the guy anymore. But for some reason, I've always been rooting for him to like surprise me, <laughs> uh, yeah. and he never has. Because you know that. He's got something because there's a lot of comedic respect that he seems to gain and none of his tricks have ever worked on me. And I'm not, I don't mean that demeaning, like all comedy is tricks, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. the, everyone's doing their tricks and he has just never worked on me. That's all. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, what else he got, I guess. And, uh, I think that you kind of do wish that he has like kind of the, like you mentioned the Nazi one, the, the new the movie that just came out with him Becky Becky yeah yeah I think we covered that on a hypecast before I've just probably it's been so long. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah like you want him to have like uh, Adam Sandler esque career and I'm just like nah Adam Sandler has like a singular <laughs> career at this point you That's know true. look at what he's done he's got uncut gems punch drunk love he was Billy Madison. He's got great stand-up in 2019. Like yep. he's all, and he also has the worst movies made in this particular comedian's opinion. Like what some of the worst films made in oh, comedy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the ridiculous uh, yeah. six is god and, awful. But he, but it doesn't matter. He's just churning them out. It's fine. He's, 
he's, he's got his know, audience. He's got his core. He let the guy do, you know, like he's done some great stuff. He's done some mediocre stuff. He's done some shit stuff. What more do you want, man? Guys he's like water. He's like water. Sometimes you can't wait to gulp him down. You got to slide that water down. Yeah, you got to gulp, gotta gulp down the Sandman. Yeah, sometimes it, it could kill you. Sure, yeah. It could kill you. It could be your best friend it's or your true. worst enemy. Yeah, you can drown right in it. Mm-hmm. You can you can drown in the ocean of the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. two feet of Adam Sandler. Exactly. <laughs> Just in a grave. Just a shallow grave of Adam Sandler. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Okay, um, we should move on. Yeah, I think oh. we mind that all that we could. <laughs> uh, the Haunting of Bly Manor is the next one. We covered this one a few weeks ago, but this is like a, this is a longer a trailer. trailer that longer trailer. Shows a little bit more. But yeah, I almost regret putting it on here because it's like, of course, I'm going to watch it. I was a fan of the other one. Um, there's, I don't need to see anymore. Yeah, you know? I don't. Yeah. yeah, it's just a trailer. I don't really like. It's fine. I'm still going to watch it just because I'm a fan of Mike Flanagan. Yeah, you're either going to watch it or not. It depends on. It's like you said, Abe, in the notes. It looks like Hill House. So either you like it or you don't, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want more of that. Hell yeah. It's weird. It's like a, uh, I was going to say it's like a TV show, but I guess that's exactly what it's like. That's exactly. Uh, it's precisely what it's like. Yes. It's just, it's, it's, it's an anthology series now. I don't think they meant it to be, but that's what it is. Yeah. I've kind of come to terms with that because that information was, has been out in the world for months and months now. Uh, so I've kind of <clears throat> become accustomed to it. I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, because I don't need to see, see more Hill House. And then I was right. like, oh, but what do you do with that? So is like, is your anthology series, there's a house. It's haunted. It's Either it's the, it's the house or it's the haunting of blank. So maybe he could do like the haunting of this Buick. I'm, for trying, third to, season. I, I'm trying to itemize what is the anthology's center. I think it is going to be like he's doing old uh, ghost stories, uh, right? And like putting okay. the haunting in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah serious like talking to yeah. me. So yeah. it's, again, a house that's haunted. Uh, yeah, but in like I a cool, so. a yeah, different yeah. way. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I, I, I guess because it's called the haunting of Bly Manor, so I'm guessing the house is haunted. It uh, seems maybe the that twist way. will be like it's not the house. It's... Maybe it's like the Buick that's parked the, <laughs> yeah, right. behind the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they Listen, really open a... up the anthology. <laughs> Listen, yeah. the Buick is a very spooky model of car. It is. Yeah. It's a town car. It's a family mm-hmm. car. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. got it's got plenty of space for bones. Yeah, a lot of bone space. Yeah, a lot of bone space. Put yeah. them up front. Put them in the trunk. Anything goes. Yeah. Blind uh, Manor, baby. <laughs> 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 the haunting of Chrysler. <laughs> uh, that's, See, we got a I, series. As you can tell from the way I'm speaking of it, I'm. I was unenthused by the first one. I don't. I'm going to wait for you guys to watch it and tell me if it's got anything good going for it uh, that's new and fresh or different. This uh, is what I like about Mike Flanagan, though, is... Yeah, I'm not... I, I think... Yeah, okay. You're not a big fan, but... I just what don't I, know... What has he done? What is his deal, again? 
he refresh did the audience. Ocu- I know, I know what he's done. Tell the audience uh-huh, uh-huh. what he's done. He did Hush. He did Oculus. Uh, he did Doctor Sleep. So you're gonna you're gonna watch that one. I, I am assume. gonna watch that one next, actually. Um, he did uh, Gerald's Game. He did. Um, did, did I mention Ouija Two? Yeah, Origin, Origin of Evil. Of Evil. Uh, which is I gotta watch that again. And what um, do you think he, this list is accomplishing? Like what? Well, am have I you supposed seen? Like, oh, have you seen oh. any of these? Uh, I've seen Ouija. Have you seen Ouija Origin? I've of seen Evil, Oculus. Abe. I've seen Hush. Have you seen Origin seen of Dr. Evil? Sleep. Abe? No, I haven't seen that one. Uh, okay, uh, that's so the Ouija he did. He didn't do the first Ouija. We're not gonna. We're not gonna put his name on the first Ouija. Okay, what I like about him. Less than half. <laughs> As a horror director, yeah, um, and I've said it before, is that he's very comforting to me. I can watch his stuff all the time. He doesn't. So he's pulp. It's pulp. I guess. Stuff. I think. I think he's talented as a director, but I also think he makes um, a lot of the stuff he deals with is you know like mirrors, haunt, haunted dolls in this one, mm-hmm. a Ouija board. They're all like real cliches. But he always manages to make it stand out. Uh, yeah, I never got the like Conjuring the movies. movies and the you know what was it and Annabelle like that whole franchise and stuff. I never cared for those too much. Like you know, like especially right now when horror is such a like man in the last ten years meteoric in terms of like some of the best social commentaries coming out of horror right. genre. It's yeah. got some of the coolest concepts. It's like sci-fi of the 90s kind of stuff. Right, shit. it's one of the most exciting genres right Exactly, now. and this guy's laying down the, the, the floor. And it's just like, I'm more occupied just currently of the ceiling. And it's not that I want to, you know, shit on the floor. <laughs> it's just a matter well, of like... Well, where else are you going to shit? It's just like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool. All right. I don't think he's laying down the floor. I do think the the animal stuff, uh, the conjuring stuff, that's very hit or miss. And then I think about the misses the same way I think about... There was a time where you had to get up. You had to get up, go to the theater, and watch uh, Dream Warriors. You know? <laughs> So like we've never not made bad mo- horror movies. True. Like true. La- like long going. So like it's maybe it's, it's that not sort the of thing floor. where it's, it's like, like we middle we don't, of the road. We don't stop. But with horror, I think middle of the road is really nice sometimes. It is. I think of you know what I think of middle of the road, which is this is a weird thing to say. Movies like The Omen and the I even consider The Exorcist because they're so. Hard to disagree. They're so iconic that they now feel like just standard well, for yeah, horror Yeah, because movies. they're seminal. And I get no the one same was doing co- them before. Oh, yeah. 100%. So they, they, like, penned the, like, narrative devices and the, like, the spookies and the scaries of right. it all. They, they were like, how about we do this with the camera? How about we do this with, like, you know, the jump I'm scare? Talking about, you know? I'm talking about what I get from them. Sure. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, yeah. It's all Which opinion. is this wonderful, comforting feeling watching these horror movies more power and mike flanagan gives me that because he's not boring uh he he he's not i don't know it it, he's i think he's above average with his stuff uh i'm always happy to watch his movies yeah Yeah. i know i'm always gonna get something that satisfies me as a horror movie yeah he doesn't do too many jump scares he has some creepy ideas i think haunting a hill house had a lot of creepy ideas so like 
<clears throat> I don't know. He uh, no, again. I'll, I don't want to compare him like calling him like the floor. I think he's more of like the middle. It's just that I, in a genre where I see how much opportunities there. It's like you're 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 in the Western Conference, man. You need to pick up your game. I don't know. I think he's like Richard Donner of horror. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. He, That's yeah, fair. he's just making yeah. these really fucking sturdy horror movies. Yeah, he's extremely dependable, and his movies are very good, very <laughs> yeah. enjoyable to watch. I'm not anti pulp. I'm not anti watching, you know, a TV show or a movie that's just like feed me exactly what I signed up for. For a lot of people, for most people, in fact, that's exactly why we watch entertainment. Uh, right. I just think that there's so much exciting movies in uh, horror yes. that I'll but compile a list. <laughs> you know, like there's here's what it is. Watch those instead. <laughs> here's what it is, though, is that so, like sometimes you got to watch the Mummy, Abe. Like what I mean is that you horror. That I can't. You p- I can't. I can't live <laughs> in a world where every horror is a slow burn that needs to mean something, like a like artsy and like. I don't need that for horror. Horror, it's like adventure. It's like action. Sometimes I just need it to be the thing. The mummy is a masterpiece, and you exactly. need to step the fuck down. <laughs> and and he's making the mummy of horror. No, it's a masterpiece. How dare yeah. you? He's making the mummy of it horror. It is high art. It is high art, I say. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, some. I don't need horror movies to always mean something. I don't need them to always try to really push the limits. Sometimes oh, I need say- them to just Okay, so you're using fun. the mummy in the right way. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. I thought you were saying it's I, I, like these Imagine movies. if the mummy was trying to be about something bigger and like trying to really like do something experimental. No, you just want to watch the mummy. Yeah, I don't care uh, about because the experimentation it's, it's, of it all. I just care about... It's sturdy. Yeah, all right. It, it, it has everything. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, I think Mike Flanagan's movies are just really fun horror i hope you enjoy it i will (laughs) i will i hope that it's good and you tell me it's good and you say it's hey it's different uh slightly and i go you know what i'll give it a i'll give it i'll put it on the old watch list uh Uh and i watch it because i I can be wrong this is this is all speculation i'm just Mm -hmm. you know not medium hype medium hype <laughs> i ain't telling you shit yeah um, um this, yeah. Hold on. this is when tom says move on yes hold on i got hold on i'm rock hard for something hold on um mike flanken's <laughs> other movie he's doing is another series called midnight mass mm-hmm. and it's like an exorcism priest thing it's an omen thing okay all right fuck me fuck me up mike flanken i'm excited for yeah this. i'm deliberate. so excited about how yeah, excited slap, slap me in the face, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. yeah give me that sh- pulp shit, dude. Yeah, give me that hot yeah. shit. All right, yeah. now let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to talk about, or we want to talk about, as a group, Father of the Bride 3-ish. This trailer has no footage. I am I brought it up because, um, what do you think this is? This is I mean, it's, it's another one of those reunion benefit specials that they're doing. Like they did the Princess Bride one. They're doing a West Wing one next what? month on HBO. Uh, they did. A I read differently. Fast That's time at Ridgemont ish. High. Well, no, I read something differently about this, Tom. Well, it's what it is, said at the end of this trailer. What did it say? It said it was like uh, this special reunion to benefit something. Okay, what I had heard, and I had been reading a little bit about it, 
but it's not confirmed is that there is actually like it's like filmed like a movie oh that'd be interesting um, like it's three ish because they're not like rereading another script it's right. an original it's a new father of the bride yeah where i assume they're all skyping each other yes yeah no i didn't mean i wasn't saying that it's them doing uh, a so read through the original gotcha. films it's a continuation oh, oh. yeah but like, but like as like a part that may, that makes a lot of sense that they would do like, like the park uh, like the parks and rec reunion right sure is but, I, is was that those one were, like treated like uh like had the justification of like we're all meeting on skype because we haven't seen each other was that the start of the park it was rec? it was a scripted thing um and it was dealing it was them dealing with being in the pandemic as well as trying to have That's this right. meeting yeah. Okay. yeah i think what this is too and you know what I'm not going to watch this, but good for them. Right. This this trailer carries the odd uh, hubris of assuming that, like, Father of the Bride is some cherished classic of this generation. I mean, it it's, me... it's fine. It's a good movie. But, like, it's it's really treating it like it's like a Fresh Prince reunion or something like yeah. that. Like, it's like, you know what? I don't remember the names of these characters. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I will, maybe I will watch it just to uh, so they don't feel bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's always so good to see like Steve Martin doing shit. <laughs> like yeah, beholden to them uh, because yeah. I li- I like all of them. I, I don't want no one to watch this. Yeah, I was I was kind of fine with. I don't understand why. I'm glad to hear that 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 this is all true, because it's not one of those films that I understand why there's like a franchise behind it. It's a great Father Bright is a really good movie. A really good it's comic. a weird one. I love you, Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Glad yeah. you're getting that paper. I don't need this. It's one of those. It's a premise that you really need, like Steve Martin, for because the premise is, you know, he's the father of the bride. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's it. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's based on what a Spencer Tracy movie. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Um, um, but yeah, sure. Yeah, anyway, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Fine. This can exist. I don't have anything. Is he going to be? Is he going to be Grant? But yeah, I'm glad it exists. Uh, what, fucking um, meet the Fockers reunion. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> what up? Uh, all right. Hold on. What was the plot of? Because they made two of these. Mm-hmm. Yes. What uh, was the plot of the second one? The first one was his daughter's getting married. I assume. Yes. Because it's called Father yeah. of the Bride. What the hell happened in Father of the Bride two? Did she get married again? No. She has a uh, child, so he has to deal with becoming a grandfather and he thinks he's too young to be a grandfather yeah remember the remember the cover it's like him and he's getting kissed by his daughter and a baby oh yeah they uh they really uh they really dug themselves into a hole with the title i guess yeah i mean there's no bride and father the bride that's true too they wanted it's to brand it as a, as a sequel, but I will I'll tell you the the sequel to the original Spencer Tracy version was called Father's Little Little Dividend. Huh? Yeah, nah, that's that, weird. Not, not, uh, not, yeah, work. they could do they could it's like the haunting th- series. They could have just began everyone with Father. <laughs> father of the, <laughs> I don't know. Father of the mother of the baby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, again, I don't know what the solution. Why not here call is. it Grandfather um, of the Bride? That's what this one should be, right? Because I assume that's what it'll be about: is the baby's getting the married. baby getting married, right? And then he could be it could be grandfather, grandfather of the, bride. Of the bride. There you go. But like they still for the sequel, they still kind of they had a problem, you know. And I, again, I don't know what the solution is. I guess you just put a two. I yep. like it. I think they should have called it Steve Martin Dad. Like, here's the thing. All right, you make Sister Act, right? Uh huh. 
and and it's about she's she's pretending to be a nun, hence sister, an act. It's all an act, and mm-hmm. then she has an act. It, it's perfect. It's a perfect title yeah, it's for a, a perfect film. title. Um, you got cigarette sister act two, and then you fucking have back in the habit. Are you fucking kidding me? That's perfect. Yeah, also, they nailed that shit. They nailed that. Also in Sister Act 2, I believe they're trying to teach inner city youth to sing. And she's pretending once again to be a, a nun. Am I right? So it's, an, it's another sister act. Well, she's, she's right. doing another That's sister right. act. She, she becomes a nun, does she not? Yeah. I don't, I don't think she becomes a nun at the end <gasps> of Sister she, Act, does she? Well, I thought at the end of the second she did. Maybe, but th- then that still is the same because at the beginning of the the, the first one, she, or at the end of the first one, she doesn't um, become a nun. So they have to like bring her in. God, I can't remember. I Maggie thought they Smith did it, and then they Maggie Smith it back has to bring in, like, her in the very end or something like that. So maybe you're right. Maybe she never became a nun. I don't know, but it's a it's another sister act. She's doing another sister yes. act. Uh-huh. So it it works. Is what my the point. fuck are we it's, talking about? We're Sister talking about Ray. the best title of a series ever. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <sighs> okay, Dad. <laughs> father. What's what do we got uh, next? I'm father of the podcast, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. This is uh the trial of the Chicago Seven. This is Aaron I, Sorkin doing his goddamn Sorkinist. Holy shit. Yeah. I can't wait for the accents alone. Protest movie by Aaron Sorkin. Holy fuck, we don't need this. <laughs> it's got a, no, it's got a real sweet cast. It's got real good cast. Makes yeah. me want to watch it real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck. This is the world we live in, guys. Yep. Aaron Sorkin is I don't know. I don't know about him. <laughs> Did I don't you know. see it- that interview? Where he said how he'd write the election. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's all over the internet right now. <laughs> okay. It's just like, oh, It's, it's a real Sorkin. dumb, like, newsroom moment. It's like, he fuck has, off, Aaron Sorkin. He has a real, like, naive white guy view of politics. He's, he, he super does. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that's going to come mm-hmm. through in this, which is about, um, you know, Abby Hoffman and, and six others getting arrested and put on trial for uh, allegedly starting a riot. In Chicago, I believe I have all those details correct. Um, Fucking Borat is there. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen plays Abby Hoffman. (laughs) Fucking yeah, I I fucking uh, um 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 Frank Langella is in that. Uh, uh, Yeah, Abdul Mateen too is in it. Um, Fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the shitty racist prosecutor. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is in it. Yeah, I hope he plays himself. Uh, Succession's uh, daddy's Jer- number one boy, <laughs> Jeremy Strong. Yeah, he, Jer- I yeah. keep forgetting his name. I, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ready Player One, the the yeah. guy who created the the Oasis or whatever, the dad oh, of um, Ready Player oh, One. Oh fuck, Mark Rylance. There you go. He's in it. Mm-hmm. This movie you, has um, got some serious shit going on. Have you you both watched The West Wing? Right, I did. I've seen uh, a handful episodes. While yeah. ago, while okay. ago, I just I had a theory about Sorkin, which is that you ever have a friend who you like, and then like anybody who's lived with the friend like can't stand them because it's like too much of this person. Like they, you can't live with them, but you can be friends with them. I just mm. think Aaron Sorkin is that with West Wing because I never saw the West Wing, and I feel like everybody around me is way more sick of his shit than I am. Does that make sense? Uh, 
it depends on when you watched West Wing to me. Because West Wing okay. was during a time where it, he still worked. My my theory is that somewhere around social contract, it all turned against him. Because we all kind of right. saw what he was about uh, in terms of like, oh, your heroes aren't... I mean, the world changed. So that's one thing. But we also saw yeah. like, oh, you make your villains and your heroes basically the same. It's just who's stronger with the pen. Who's, who's quippier... Who's cleverer? Who's more like you, Aaron? And right. and then we realize, oh, so you're just like basically wish fulfillment for yourself, and you are very much so a wordsmith, very clever, very, got a lot of tricks. But we started to see the tricks, and then when we then we all had a kind of re- like retroactive viewing of all of this stuff, and said, oh, you only have like the. It's not that you don't have a big bag of tricks; it's that they're all fairly similar. Um, yes. and so we kind of turned against him in that regard. Cause it was like, and which is kind of unfair because all writers don't have a ton of tricks. So he's already, yeah. he's already in the upper echelon of writers. It's just that his ideas are bad and he's, he's very, especially for our generation and what's happening now, just not the voice because right. he's so yeah. very center, uh, Here's he's center, liberal, angry, like, triumphant moral victories as opposed to actual victories. Oh yeah. It's the everybody clapped. Yep. Like moments. I eat that garbage up. I mean, oh, you yeah. know me and the American president, you know, the relationship yeah. I have. And I the do. First, yes. First time I watched newsroom, the first see, we, we all saw the, um, the opening monologue that, uh, Jeff Daniels has where he talks right. about like America isn't the greatest country in the world anymore. Right. And that shit is well written and it worked on me. And then the more and more I saw that I was like, or the more and more I aged and realized and got more political and like, you know, more informed. I was like, Oh, th- that's just placating the concept. Yeah. You know, of he writes, <laughs> he writes, he writes fantasy. Yeah. A few good men, a few good men yeah. is like, everyone's going to yeah. admit at the end that was a, good speech and that changed my opinion and now yeah. the evil that was at the center of this tale will no longer occur because i've decided right. you've got me sir and it's a f- yeah. A, yeah a few good en- a men ends with the general just admitting his crimes on the stand yep and they're like yeah we did it and it's like that it's not how that happens no not ever. like he it's very wishful thinking and again i love it uh, I forgot he wrote Malice, you guys. <laughs> yeah, he super did, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Moneyball, yeah, fucking... Like, I again, love Moneyball because the stakes are fucking baseball, and that's yeah. perfect for Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, that's the perfect level of stakes for Aaron Sorkin. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, f- fucking <laughs> put that in my veins. I also like baseball, so that's another thing. But, like, that's, that's what we're talking about. It's, like, stakes. He, yeah. And the fact that it's, like... A protest movie right now, holy God, what a minefield. Yeah. And yeah. Sorkin is the guy who's going to kind of like guide should, that ship. Yeah, he should not be the guy. This is going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he well, pulls I, it off, holy fuck. But I, I just I don't, don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a mess. I just think it'll end up not really saying much. Which is yeah. the perfect Sorkin thing, honestly, because right now in my mind, he's the underdog. Which is right where Aaron Sorkin wants to be. So it's everything's got him, everything's up to him proving it or not. 
And that's right. Here we go. So that's yeah. I don't know. I I do think it's about being made today. That's a big part of it because you can go back and watch his shit from the '90s and you can feel removed from it, kind of like Oliver Stone as well. Mm-hmm. And then he makes W, and you're like, not now, Oliver Stone. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't need this don't, right now. Yeah, we don't. How we dare don't you, Oliver Stone? <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Uh, oh man, um, we should probably move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go, guys. Uh, trailer for the Truffle Hunters. Mm. This is uh, an erotic romp about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said that in the notes. Yeah. Can you expand did. on about- that? It's old men hunting for truffles. Yes. And sniffing the truffles. I guess this is a documentary, but it's shot like a Wes Anderson film. It is a documentary, yes. Yeah. How but is it shot? I, I okay. think... No, I think... I don't think it... Here's the thing. I think it's technically a documentary, but uh, Abe, you, you might want to... You could correct me or expand. It feels like he did a lot of like very meticulous setups. Uh, oh, for sure. And maybe, yeah. and then maybe had the uh, the people in it just do whatever they're gonna do, but it doesn't feel natural. No, the way it's, it's shot. Uh, surprise, surprise! All documentary is uh, propagandist. It's fine. Right. Uh, it's yeah. No, fake. it's absolutely set up. Uh, he he can't set up shots like that and then just like cavalierly walk. Like I don't know, just walk down this path. I mean, maybe some of that was done, but um, for the most part, you need to organized quite a bit of people to be right. there before even that happens and what does that yeah. shot really earn you so they're either there forever and they get this kind of stuff or i'm not saying it's scripted but it's what you're supposed to do in a documentary is you're supposed to script everything you can and then right. everything you can't you just hopefully you get it and there's kind of a there's a problem with that it's you know, there's a problem with all documentaries that will operate that way because at a certain point, the filmmaker decides what the movie's about, and at that point, yeah. they're trying to get the shots that they need to prove that to the audience. And at that point, right. it stops being about fly on the wall and starts being about what the director and voices behind the camera want the footage to prove. So, because of that, I doubt. He's trying to make a point in order to like, I'm cause it's getting very good reviews and yes. a lot of people are talking about it, uh, as like a very, like, well, yeah, the, here's, there's here's a what lot, I, think. I mean, Telluride, I thought I saw Tribeca in there. It's doing pretty it's well. It's one of my, um, I think what works for a documentary because yeah, you're right. And all documentaries do this, right? They say, Oh, can you walk? from here to here and we'll film you and yeah. we can you know oh, we're getting b-roll but then there's always like the core of it feels a little more natural this it's like all of it feels unnatural yeah but i think it's because documentaries be like this work like one of my favorite documentaries is wordplay did you ever see wordplay i have not no it's just about uh will short shorts who uh runs the new york times crossword oh puzzles. right yeah, yeah 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 i heard about this and it's it's just about crossword puzzle nerds right. which i was one of at the time and like they interview john stewart they interview the i think the dixie chicks are in it i know bill clinton's in it which is sure. uh, less just exciting a bunch of, uh, crossheads and yeah. yeah exactly and they talk about crossword puzzles and they also follow someone who is participating in a crossword puzzle tournament as like the through line mm-hmm. and it's so low stakes that that i think that's the key like truffle that's hunters i could really fucking go 
you know, I could dive into truffle hunters because it's like, yeah, they're just truffle They're hunters. just hunting some truffles, making getting the best truffles they can. And I'm sure there's yeah. like an internal, you know, documentaries do this. There's like turmoil between like, well, this truffle hunter is the best truffle hunter. But if you ask me, this guy's going to win this year. You know, it's like, right. well, yeah. you're just picking shit up from the ground, man. I mean, I'm it's, sure it's. Yeah. It also deals with the economic disparity between these people right. who are hunting for the truffles and then like and the I, gourmet food industry and how much yeah, these I noticed things actually that, sell for. And I shit. noticed that, and I think that that might be the best part of it, and that's not revealing in the trailer. What I don't yeah. like about trailers like this, and just in general, uh, the way they market these types of films, I don't know how many times I've seen the quote on screen for a movie like this said by a critic of like Chicago Times or something like that, or like you know. New York something and it's just like nourishment for the soul yeah and it's just like it's the most overwrought critical phrase of yeah, all it's, time that's a, that's it's, a <laughs> extremely hollow platitude it's such a hollow platitude and I'm just like well I, this is not helping you buddy whoever's making this trailer whoever wants me to get excited about this movie because like the only people watching these movies are people already like down to documentary you know yeah um and I, that's not, I don't know. I wish all the poll quotes were just them saying, has a lot of truffles in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a movie great. about truffles. Uh, mushrooms. Uh, a lot of mushrooms. I would fucking love that. That would be so good. Yeah, poll quote, New yeah. York Times. A lot of dogs in this movie. Yeah, yeah. a lot of dogs <laughs> in this movie. And old people. What's up with that? This, oh it's man, this movie has, one of my favorite things is um, old men who aren't from America. Uh, <laughs> sure. Like like ancient, they have ancient. the happy ancient old men yeah. who. Like, the I think it's like. Yeah. It, I think it's because it's it's because I can pretend like 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 old old men in America. It's like you don't want to. I mean, like, look, I have nothing against old men, you guys, but uh, you know, you're always in America. I'm always just like, oh god, are they going to say something racist? <laughs> but like old delightful village men in other countries. I've like I've fetishized them is what it is, well. uh, and and so I think of them as just like having the best life yeah. and being the best people. I think that's that's very cute, Dave. <laughs> I hope you're never. <laughs> I hope you're never uh, disillusioned. Am I alone? Am I alone in this? Uh, I don't know if you're alone. I see the endearing aspect of age. Uh, they got a dog. They're they're in the woods. But maybe a gun. If you're gonna. Are, if you're gonna confidently say that none of the people in this fil- in this trailer that we just watched are racist, I don't know if I, I can stand behind that statement. I didn't need to make it about racism, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, uh, you know what I mean. Where anything that yeah. like pokes a hole in the you know the illusion of cute, endearing, sweet old men <laughs> looking right. for truffles, looking for truffles. I think yeah. I mean, great. maybe this movie will blow that wide open, and mm-hmm. it'll be about how they're all racist. Uh, <clears throat> well, I don't think that's what the Truffle Hunters is about. No, well, but maybe it will be. Maybe it'll be the thing that brings the industry to its knees. Well, I, w- yeah. I was waiting for a Bigfoot to come out of the woods, so I'm going to give this one a zero out of ten. Yeah, that's fair, fair, fair. There are zero big feet. Yeah. No big yeah. feet so far. Oh man. You guys use truffle oil? No. I also oh, don't care for truffles. I think uh, they're overrated. Truffle, but someone truffle oil make on me your eggs a in the truffle morning. dish, and like I've only had a few, so maybe I'll be changed. Put, fry some eggs with truffle oil, and you'll feel like a millionaire. I feel like 
you, that, I feel like, you're like a spending a million dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's what I feel yeah. like I'm doing is I'm wasting mm-hmm. money. But yeah. what am I? It's delicious. I'm just a country boy. <laughs> I don't know nothing of the truffle game. I'm not a truffle man. <laughs> we should move on. Uh, to yes, news we stories. should. Yeah. Tom, <laughs> you're, you're, you've been you've been holding this up, Tom. I know. Um, uh, first, we got some producers to thank. <laughs> we do. Uh, thanks for having Jason Pargin on. Here's twenty five bucks. Woo. Thank you very much. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Woo. You're wonderful. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Mm. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew. Andrew, how? How? Thank you. Thank you to Vincent. Uh, thank you to Rev MD. Thank you very much. Thank you to John Munez. Thank you to Wavy Rancheros. Thank you to Mr. DNA. Mm. You're great. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Uh, Tom. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thanks to Grumblebee. Thank you to Tux. Thank you Thank to you. Shepherd Mulch Diggums. Thanks to Norm Thank from you. Cheers. Thank you Thank to Davey you. Francis. Thank, Thank you to you. Space McNulty. Thank you. Thanks to Hiram. And Hiram. thanks to Oh Great, It's That Guy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well Woo! done. So Everyone well done. This, yeah, yeah. Solid job, all of our Patreon producers. So Black Widow got delayed finally. Yeah, and of course. <laughs> and they pushed a bunch of other Marvel films. I don't know what to say about this. Yeah, no brainer. Yeah, of course. Like Tenet is struggling. They're uh, who knows how well Mulan is actually doing on VOD. So they're just they're just not gonna. They're moving their movies to next year at the earliest. Yeah, I hate. I I know there's no way around it. I hate that they can't just say like, "Look, we're just gonna hold on to this, and when when the time comes, we'll put it out." Uh, like I just want. You know what I want? I want coronavirus to be over, and I want 50 movies to be in theaters immediately after that. Right. I just want to see all of them. Do. No, no they that, would be, won't be, yeah. that would be uh, an awful thing mm. to do. Uh, it's just, I, yeah, I get that they have to because it's everybody <clears throat> needs their little space. And it's like steering um, enormous ships, so that's why kind yeah. of having a deadline is a good way to like have everyone like, okay, so now we got distribution on board, we got the theaters on board, we got like, yep. you know, our marketing is kicking up their fires, and social media is doing its thing. Like, there's so many different branches yeah. of the post-production distribution methodology that it's like mm-hmm. I understand why they're trying to call their shots and push it back, push it back. I mean, we're going to get tired of it, but frankly, this is just how the business works. I don't think that yeah. there's any way to fault them about the way that they're doing it. In fact, I think it's they're always have been making the right decision for the most part. All these, like for the most part, meaning for most production companies, just by yeah. pushing it, just by pushing it. You know, obviously Disney they're, has um, a different plan. Tenet had a different plan. But those are also international movies, so they're kind of in a pickle. Marvel is... Yeah an international movie but it's centered at america so yeah the the story marks it as the first year since 2009 without an mcu movie this kind of is a pet peeve i've seen a lot of those like record low box office or oh this like they're trying to find all these like cool records out of this year and it's like none of them count none of them count um they're they're gonna it's now gonna open may 7th 2021 and I might, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to call it. They might have to push it. Or no, they probably won't push it. But I, I think it's very possible. It just depends what's happening. Well, it's the best case scenario for a vaccine is April 2021. Right. So maybe 
if if everything goes, you know, if Americans join together and all wear masks and social distance and do the right thing, then yeah, maybe we'll be out of the woods by April 2021. But I'm guessing, you know, we probably won't be. <clears throat> we we won't. probably won't. Be. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a bummer. But that's them's the breaks. Just yeah. put it. In I the hope popcorn. I get to see Just it. Put the vaccine uh, in the popcorn. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's, I hope. Yeah. I hope Black Widow is the first movie I see in theaters not feeling like I'm going to die by doing it. That, that's what I want. Yeah. It's a modest hope. It's a modest yeah. hope. <laughs> um, next story. This came out of nowhere. Uh, Jimin Hansu is, is starring in a movie called American History Y uh, from the director of American History X. It's called African History African Y. History y yeah. Oh, it's African, African History, History y? y? Yeah. Oh, I misread it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right there in the link. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's the sequel to American History X, apparently. Yeah. Or it's didn't somehow the director, related. Yeah. I thought it was the same. Let me look. I thought it was the uh, same director. It who is. I thought. Didn't he like? Didn't he like Josh Trank on Out of Here? Uh, like, he, wasn't he, he one was of the ones? famously very upset because Edward Norton and the studio sort of took over editing the the, yeah. the film, and it wasn't the film he wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, so um, that makes this doubly interesting, yeah. <laughs> right. Did you guys notice in that article that the director is a six-time Grammy-nominated music music video director, and two of his credits are Soul Asylum's "Runaway Train" Fuck. and Red Hot, yeah. Chili, "Red Hot Chili Peppers' Danny California." Oh shit! Fuck. I just oh, want man. everyone to know that that that's who made American <laughs> History X. I want that. That's I want everybody amazing. to know uh, this guy's full pedigree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony K is his name. Hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Is there going like to be a third one? Do you think there's going to be a third one? Because then they're going to have well, to yeah, the you Z, complete and then the I'm going to think of zombies. Mm. So, oh, American History Z, or it's another country. World History Z. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you think he's going to curb stomp anybody in this? You think I don't that's know. the thing that <laughs> no no we, Obviously, we can hope, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah they, this sounds... Oh, sorry. I was just saying there's no plot details or anything, so we don't have any idea yeah. what this is going to be. No, but, like, this sounds exciting just from Chimin Hansu and American History X guy. Because American History X is upsetting of a film it is. I remember it being... Oh, we, we talked about this last night, I think, didn't we? Is that it is definitely a film that maybe needs to be revisited, mm -hmm. but it, I remember it being good. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to watch it now because I don't think I've seen it since '96 or whenever it came out. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about the um, sympathy the aspects judge. of his character, but I don't know if it's done about like if it's sympathy for when he's trying to change. You know, yeah. In my memory, I, it's when he's is trying right. to make amends after he's right, changed, which is the apt you know s service uh mm -hmm. but i just right. don't know if there's any you know oh like, no uh, it is there's no sympathy for him before that but it's also like it's got weird arc with edward furlong uh, mm. uh and it's got i don't know it, it, it's oh right that is kind of a yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we need to revisit that one <laughs> well yep. because yeah because i think he's trying to talk about a cycle of violence yes but they but it's not with white supremacists, it doesn't feel like a cycle. It feels very one-sided, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's kind of the white supremacist's fault. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> and, like, 
He, he has a giant swastika brave, on his brave Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel like I don't need to both sides a Nazi movie. So, or t- or talk about like, yeah, oh, look at this tragedy on them. So I I don't know. Again, I haven't seen it in a while, so right, maybe like, it, yeah, that's not it, what I it's feel saying. Like the most, but yeah, the more likely thing. Rather than like, oh, Edward Furlong got swept up in it and ends up getting shot by Gasp, a black kid. Um, yeah. It should be more like, no, Edward Furlong gets swept up into it and ends up becoming a domestic terrorist and getting super into meth and like trying to blow up a church yeah. or something. Like that's like what would loses, actually happen. Yeah, yeah, he loses yeah. his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys remember how it's uh, shot in black and white? I do. It's, uh, yeah, it's to, it's to, you know, you know, it's to symbolize stuff. I know. <laughs> you know, maybe, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> symbolism. It's symbolism. Yeah, maybe guys. we don't need to revisit American history. <laughs> I don't. No, Maybe it's we probably need to a leave product it in the of 90s. its time. <laughs> it's probably a product of his time. I, I, the only the thing that really stands out for me was Cisco, uh, Principal Cisco mm-hmm. could have phasered Edward Norton at any time, <laughs> right, but right, he right. didn't. Yeah. I yeah. forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ethan Suppley and Feruza Balk playing a white supremacist. Like Ethan Suppley playing check. a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those both check out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember everybody does a good job in it. Yeah. It's an, I mean, it's a super intense movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see what the hell this is. Everybody, look at everybody. Get excited for African history. Why? Sure. We're all excited. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so final story is that they're they're making a uh, a peacemaker spinoff on HBO. Yes. With John Cena and James Gunn involved, and like that's kind of the best thing yeah it's an animated show uh james gunn has written all eight episodes oh Jesus. okay um, like he did that like I, he tweeted something about it being like well it was either start pre-production on like guardians three or something it's basically he's like this is what i did in quarantine was i wrote this episode this, this series they could they could make it in quarantine couldn't they if it's animated i don't know yeah. anima- I don't know. I feel like a bunch of animators are rolling their eyes at that statement because I'm sure it's not as simple as well. You, everybody instance, can do it at home. For instance, um, mm. no, uh, Shutter's Creep Show uh, just announced this week that they're doing a surprise uh, animated Halloween special that was written and, and produced during quarantine. Yeah, it's it's okay. definitely more than possible. We have things like Zoom for face to face dialogue. It's obviously preferable, but like it, it literally is possible. Yeah. The one problem with live action is it necessitates physical production. Yeah, so more animation the better. I kinda yeah. want to see a live action. I think J- we're gonna be John seeing Cena. a lot of animation coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think a lot of people are working on it, right? Like animation right and uh screen capture movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like another thing that was just announced is Ice Cube is doing a movie with Timur Beckman. I, I mm-hmm. always fuck his name up. The Night Watch guy, the guy that did um. Oh. Beck, Beckman to Beckman Betoff. I for, is, he's uh, the Russian filmmaker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always fuck his name up. Did he also work on Thirty Days of Night? I feel like he produced it. Okay, because it's very similar to the Night Watch films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has night in the title. Yeah, it's right, it's right there. Sure, 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 uh, sure. But he he was like de- he just got a, a five picture deal at Universal uh, because he's developed this type of screen capture technique that's called screen life, um, and apparently he just wowed them so much they're like, here, make us a bunch of these because we're just we we can't make anything right yeah. now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making a sci fi movie with Ice Cube that's starting production next month. 
That way to adapt to the awesome. fucking times. Yeah. Kudos you guys to remember? Guy. Uh, you guys remember the other night watch with Ewan McGregor and Nick Nolte <laughs> and Josh Brolin? I do not. No. I w- and Patricia Arquette. Damn. No. And Brad Dorif. Damn. You guys haven't seen the 1997 mm. Night Watch? Nope. Uh, I have watched the shit out of this movie several times. Put it on. Uh, let's watch it real quick. All right, let's put it on. Uh, everybody, wait. Will we watch? Will we go watch 1997's <laughs> Night Watch? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, um, is that it for news stories? Yeah, I don't really have yeah. anything to add because I'm not a big uh, Suicide Squad guy. Uh, I like John Cena. I like James Gunn. Yeah. This sounds fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, move around. Should, in case it didn't underline it, this is a prequel series, so it in no way uh, guarantees Jeez, John that Cena will live. Get his dick ripped off. I enjoy yeah, that. I mean the, yeah. the the movie's tagline is literally "Don't get attached." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, they also had that trailer where it's just like nine hundred people. Right. Yeah. Like most of these people are gonna die very quickly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I I I think dipping into that is a smart choice. To be honest with you, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Suicide Squad needs a jolt of something. <laughs> yeah, a jolt of it's fucking anything. It ain't working, yeah. guys. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into our final producers. Uh, big thanks to Lef. Thank you very much. Thank you to Nolan Maton. Thank you. Thank you to Joshua Graves. Woo! Uh, thank you very much. Thank you to Normal Man Andrew McGuire. Woo! Thank you. Thank you to Ozzy. Thank you to AJ. Mm. Thank you to Tip Drizzle, mm. the old TD. T to the P. Always reliable. T to the D. Uh, t-, t to the D. T to the D. Uh, frankly, Amish. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Tom, take, take it. Oh, okay. take it away. Um, thank you to Mrs. Voidus. Uh, thanks Mrs. to the, go- the, the ghost. Thanks to the ghost of Dave <laughs> Thomas. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thanks, David Knife Boot Hinson, MBA, CPA. Thanks to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank thanks you. to Mackenzie Righteous Hand of the, Liz- of the Lizard People, Chill. Yeah. Thank you to Funky J, and thanks to Pie Guy. Pacow. Oh, Thank man. You. Dave. Mm-hmm. Do you have a movie? Mm-hmm. Apart from the judge, whoa! That I was gonna do the judge. <laughs> gonna do a judge bit <laughs> as a bit that yeah. deserves more hype. That is that not twenty fourteen. The, the judge. <laughs> All right, so, God damn it! It's so heartwarming. You got you got on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> you got ahead of that. <laughs> I'm gonna hire you as like a Dave Wrangler. You know, kind of like what yeah. they do for animals for movies. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah. have you around to just rein them in. <laughs> No, it's we have um, we have five different Daves depending on what kind yeah, of shop yeah, we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave with different levels of uh, hair. There's, yeah, there's a Dave that can walk left to right. Yeah. There's a Dave, Dave that that's only good on for command. sleeping, but very cute. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, yeah, I do, I do, Tom. And this is uh, I don't uh, I don't know if this is like not known about. Uh, the trailer wasn't getting that many I hits. It, this is I, called. It just dropped like today or yesterday. That's yeah. That's one of those things where it just drops, so maybe it'll blow up. Mm-hmm. But then we'll we'll be riding that wave. This is uh, called Sound of Metal. Yeah. This is coming out. Yeah, it's streaming December fourth uh, on Amazon, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to have a limited theatrical release because it's probably going to go for some awards. It's 
holding at a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes with a good amount of reviews. The writer of Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, it's a first-time director. It, um, shit, who's the actor? Riz, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, yeah, from uh, the, from Nightcrawler. Uh, um, <laughs> little film, not Nightcrawler. little film called Venom. There it is. <laughs> yeah, <in> Venom. <laughs> I like little film called a lot Venom. Nightcrawler. Riz Nightcrawler. Ahmed. Yeah. Uh, the, the Night Of. The Night sure, Of. Sure, but <laughs> most, mostly Venom. Pri- primarily Venom. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Uh, he plays a <laughs> punk... He plays a punk rock drummer. I, I actually saw this. Tra- there was a teaser before this trailer, and I almost included on a previous one because the teaser, it's just people in sign language describing the movie. Um, it's about oh, a, yeah, it's about a, um, a punk rock drummer who loses his earring and becomes deaf. And um, he, he basically, because I don't know how much people know about deaf people but like i i i had a deaf teacher and took sign language and like they they're a community because they have their own damn language so like they almost have their own culture uh they all have to go to the same schools stuff like that it can it can be insular and so i think from the trailer it's about a guy from a one insular community punk rock uh becoming part of another community and having to deal with the fact that he's lost his identity as a punk rock drummer, mm-hmm. uh, it it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. it looks like it looks crazy fucking good. This is extremely yeah. my shit. Um, yeah, I did not know about this, so I thank you for, guys for You're suggesting. Welcome. For sure, it. yeah. I hadn't seen it, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, or I saw the trailer, I was like, fuck yes! The sound yeah. design alone. What they yep. clearly are doing, like just in the trailer, it's just in the trailer. You can tell, like how they're going to slowly take away his hearing. Yeah, and yep. they're going to have, they're not going to be shy about having large swaths of the movie clearly uh, silent. You know, they're yes. going to do stuff like that, and that is such a cool, like that sound design intelligence alone, and like the amount of work they're clearly putting into it. Is probably mm-hmm. enough of a reason to watch this movie just for how cool it's yeah. going to be and how it's going to. One of the reviews, yeah. yeah, one of the reviews specifically points out the sound of design. So, like, shit. Yeah. It's. Yeah, uh, no, this it. looks fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Riz Ahmed took drumming lessons. He took American Sign Language lessons. This was apparently only shot in four weeks, which. Shit. That's damn. pretty short. <laughs> That's very yeah. short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, usually people want twice that. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he. Yeah, I see in your notes. He said he took lessons for six months. I love that. I love that about our the industry. You know, like, yeah, take six months to prepare for. I don't know, twenty nine days. You know. Yeah. Oh, it's great, love and it. I. Yeah, I just assume a month they of like shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I assume they paid for the lessons or whatever. Sure, so yeah. like, it's got to be one of the benefits of being an actor, where they're like, and you get to learn how to drum. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. okay. I yeah. mean, this I wouldn't be surprised uh, because this is such a low, you know, such an indie project, and you know, he's got a few high-level credits under his belt. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually just paid for the lessons himself, just to be like, I want to do this movie. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't be beyond. That's yeah. that's yeah. Some people do that. I've yeah, heard of for it. sure. Right. Uh, but I know of productions that also pay for that kind of thing, even on the indie level. So it's not beyond. 
It's ambiguous. His his drumming lessons are ambiguous. Mm-hmm. It's true though. Indie films do all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They thr- they risk the life of William Hurt sometimes. Occasionally, yes, they do. Occasionally, that. hey, maybe they he, almost run him they over. They paid for three months, and then he was like, "I fucking love drumming." <laughs> he just yeah. kept it going. Yeah, who knows? But just the idea know, that yeah. you're gonna pour yourself into the work and like give a good chunk of time of your time in order to get the best performance. That's the kind of movie that I'm like, yeah. And it gives me a lot of respect for this uh, actor. Yeah, this is, uh, folks, Sound of Metal. Check out the trailer. It's It just looks gosh darn good. Yeah, it looks pretty damn good. And I'm going to watch yeah. the shit out of it when it comes um, up. Who's this, who's this punk rock girlfriend? Hyped. I recognized her. Um, Olivia so. Cook, I believe? Yes. Okay, yeah. yes. It's got everything. It's got punk rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got someone dealing with uh, becoming deaf. It's got everything you need. Yeah, it's Olivia Cook. He's also a former drug addict, and he's sober for years. Yes. Yeah. So it's got a lot going uh, on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Olivia Cook from Ouija. By the way, <laughs> and a little film called true. Ready Player One. Ready yeah. Player yeah. One. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Both of which were mentioned um, in this last hour. <laughs> damn right. Wow, man. Oh, uh, so yeah, God. check it out. That's my movie. That's it. That's it. That's a sewed. We've done it. You guys. Appropriate hype. Woo. Appropriate yeah. hype, guys. Appropriate you should feel hype. good about yourself. You make a podcast where you're... the title is exactly what you guys do. We promise hype. I try to. It's 80 rambling minutes later. I am super hyped, dude. I'm going to do more lines of cocaine and steal from my family. I'm going to go do a home invasion and scream the judge. Yeah. So, okay, everybody watch Sound of Metal, The Judge. Those are the two. Mm, Those are the two takeaways. Uh, 1997's White Night Watch. I'm going to throw that in. Uh, You guys are idiots. I love Uh, being on this show. Oh man! Well, thank you so you much for doing it, man. Especially at a <laughs> hey, short yeah, notice. Thank you, hey man, you know, time is it. loses all meaning. So like yeah. scheduling kind of sneaks up. I'll on do us my sometimes. shit later. Who cares? <laughs> um, Abe, you want to plug stuff? Sure. While you're here, Why while we got well. you. Uh, me, I am Abe Epperson. If you don't remember, and I. All right, did, thank you. Let's and, move on. Uh, I run. I co-founded another one of these you know podcast channels it's called small beans you check us out you can give us money at patreon.com slash small beans uh you we got a youtube channel um yeah check us out we do movies we do music or yeah we we have like many podcasts of many topics gaming we have a gaming podcast with adam ganzer and michael swim and yeah that's true if you haven't heard of us check us out you're, you just had a episode of I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours. Yes, we out did. Today. Yeah. With Kings Maggie of King. Yeah, Kings of King. I'm halfway through the Dead Zone one. Yeah. I need to rewatch the Dead Zone. I think I might have to. I, yeah. just, I just rewatched it, so that's great. Hell Going yeah. into yeah. listening yeah. to the podcast. Yeah. yeah, fucking check them out. I, I, you must, you listener must already know of Small Beans, but if you haven't, if you don't, go check them out. Yeah. Do it. For all you new people. Yeah. You noobs. noobs. Uh, Dave, tell the, tell the noobs what they should do. Uh, they Go to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. And uh, you can be a Hypecast producer. And you can you can produce episodes of We Just Watched. Mm-hmm. Someone just made us watch Lord of War. They did, yeah. So, you know, 
these things happen. And every Friday night we watch movies with our patrons. That's today, the day you're listening. Yeah, that's uh, later you today, s- you lucky ducks. Yeah, if you sign up for the right tier, for our Club 10 tier, you can watch movies F- with us. Possibly the judge. I don't know. Who Probably can the say? judge. <laughs> or yeah. maybe uh, real store. Maybe real no, steel. No, that's right. Real it's steel. probably going to be real steel. Oh, um, I'm excited. Uh, okay, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gameplay Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of shit. Check that out, or don't. I don't care. Do a home invasion. Scream the judge, no matter what you do. Screaming the judge will absolve you, because anyone will understand what it is you mean. Um, that's it. <laughs> the judge! The judge! Ah, say goodbye, everybody. The judge! The judge! Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.